Hey everyone, you're listening to Lit Saga Podcast. This is Angela, Chanel, and the killer. Come by with us. us. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us again on a all-new episode of the Lit Saga Podcast. Today, we are talking about part two of our book club. It ends with us, but we're not going to jump right into it today. Today, we're going to start off with our icebreaker and our questions. So the icebreaker for this week is, I want to know what is each of your biggest pet peeve? And we're going to start off with Chanel. So what is your biggest pet peeve of all times? Okay, so I, you know I need more details. It's like Just, I need you have to be more specific. Biggest like pet peeve in like, a personal setting, in a work setting, in a friendship setting. It doesn't matter. Like, I want like what wh- irks you, like to to your core. Because if it happens at work, but it can let's happen be specific. Your- like what irks you about maybe people, like just interacting with people, or is it like you know how sometimes like people just do certain things, well, right? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, but mine isn't. What people do. All right, do. well, kick us off and lead the way, girl. <laughs> kick us off then, Akilah. My biggest pet peeve is needing to repeat myself. And that happens at work. Oh. That happens at home. You sound like my husband. It happens in general. It's just like, I had a person ask me a question. And then I answered the question. I was like, yes. And then they asked the question again. Are you sure? And I'm like, that you're reminding me of my kids. Because if I answered you, you need to run away. You need to go because I already answered. Because I already answered you. I don't know if it's that you're processing what I said and that you didn't understand. Because I know that you're not simple, so I know that you understand. <gasps> no, that you're simple. Not, no, no, she. <laughs> because I know that people aren't simple, simple, like in life and in general. So me needing to repeat myself, I'm like, okay, did I say it wrong? <laughs> Or is it what I'm saying, not how I'm saying it? Maybe that's my sign. I feel you. What is your sign? Aries. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> because repeating myself kills me to my core as to I just need to know, did you not understand what I said or do you just want me to alliterate? So my biggest pet peeve is ultimately needing to repeat myself to children, men, women, adults. I will say you repeated yourself a couple times there. Thank you. Thank you so much because I wanted to make sure that so everyone sometimes understood. Sometimes clarity does mm-hmm. wonders. You know, you following that? Okay, sure, fine. I think my biggest pet peeve is if you know you did something, but you won't admit it for whatever reason, it drives me crazy. Because we both know that you did. <laughs> but you don't want to, for whatever, you don't want to lose the argument, ego, lack of self-awareness whatever it is because if i do it if i do something good bad and different i'm gonna own it so i expect other people to do the same so when people are like actively gaslighting me that drives me up a wall i may not show it but it's a big pet peeve of mine okay but maybe you need to show it so that they don't keep doing it it depends on where i'm at or my family will my family my family because they know you they know your mannerisms and they know how you move and your face and and everything else. So they're like, oh, okay. She's upset. But now, are you going to call them out? My family? No, not just your family. The pe- Like, when you know, I know, you know, and I know. You know what I mean? And you're still not owning it? Are you going to call it, it out? I think it depends on, it depends on where the we're situation. at. Because for me, 
and I'm gonna to I'm totally exposing myself here. So we, you are getting to know us much better through this conversation. For me, like, what's my ultimate objective? Is my ultimate objective for me to be right, or is my ultimate objective to move on with whatever it is that we're trying to do? And most nine times out of ten, it's the latter. Mm-hmm. So I know sometimes just how I suss people out that having this conversation is gonna do actually nothing for me. It's gonna piss me off, and I might lose my composure. I know how I am when I lose my composure. It's hard to come back from that. That's why I work so hard to never have to get there. So for me, depending on where I'm at, if the objective is to get something done and it has nothing to do or it's going to be somehow slowed down by having this conversation with you about something that you know, but you're, for whatever reason, pretending like you don't, I'm just going just gonna to keep moving. Yeah, but then you're putting yourself in a bubble because you know the truth in it. I would probably be like, oh... So last Saturday, you were not. I killed will definitely you call you. She's like, you remember that time? Oh, you don't. You, oh, you don't? Remember when I saw you? Okay. No, no, no. I'll well, no. drop it to you. If you're, if you're, if it's like that, then I'm going to be like, no, actually, no. Actually, no. That's not what happened. Right? Or if you'll be like, oh, like, what do you think? Well, since you asked me, <laughs> then, then I'll tell you. But for the most part, like, I just, I've, in time, I have learned to try to conserve my energy. And pick my battles. Mm. I wish I could gain that skill because I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I will. I see some. I say some. <laughs> so maybe that's my trouble. But I would definitely call it. Out but I. But I thought about this on our last, not our last podcast, maybe our second podcast. When I said respectfully, when you were talking, about, when, you, when you when you said respectfully, oh. that time that was that was good. And I thought about it and like. Life experiences have put us, the three of us, all in mm-hmm. very different in very different positions. And so me, I've always been hyper aware of the stereotypes mm-hmm. about being a black woman. I've always been hyper. I just, I just, you have to. So for me, I don't feel like I've always had the luxury to engage everything that wasn't right. So I've had to pick the ones that are like, can I sleep at night tonight without saying this? And if I can't sleep at night, you gonna get this. Mm-hmm. And if I can, I'll find a way to land the plane in a way that you can understand so we can move on together. Okay. I'm not going to just act like you over here doing foolishness. We're not going to do that. But I do feel like if my objective is for you to to acknowledge whatever we're talking about or whatever we're doing and move on and grow from it, then I'm going to find a way to do it in a way that's, that you're really going to be able to move on, that you're really going to be able to grow. Because sometimes your approach matters. And I think that some people's personality is so fragile, you can't be 100% honest with them because they really, mm-hmm. they, they can't. I agree though. It, it doesn't, they can't absorb it. Like it, it just doesn't. So you, there's other ways for you to do that. And that takes time. It's- yeah, but if that person has sensitive personality or something, maybe they need to go sit in a corner and, and not interact <laughs> at all times. Like your children. <laughs> yeah, because if I have to, in layman's term, dumb down myself, to protect your personality, your aura, your anything, then you need to go sit down. See, I don't see it as dumbing down. To me, I see it as me exercising another aspect of myself. I don't do, me personally, I don't do anything that feels bad or wrong. I just don't. So if I am choosing to share a message with you in a certain way, it's because I, I actually want you to get the message. Like I want you to be able to, I don't, 
don't want to repeat myself. See? So I want <laughs> but I so I wanted to land the right way. And if it means that I can word that differently or I can find another situation to make it very much more clear for you, then I'll do that. Because to me it saves me energy and frustration and I hate to feel like I've lost my energy, like I've lost my time and like I can't get out of this loop of being frustrated, especially at work. We're talking about other situations, different situations. But at, like if I'm talking about work, like I have to preserve my energy. So I don't know. That's me. But I but I do feel like life experience gives you or yeah, takes away, that. you know, where that voice that you feel like, even if you feel like you deserve to be heard, I do think that life yeah. experience makes it different for, for different people to be vocal yeah, like, about what's going on. The way you grew up and just being a black female in America, that's a whole different experience. And for me, on the other hand, would be the reason I am so much more vocal because I didn't have anybody to be vocal to be for me. For mm -hmm. So from a young age, from growing up without my parents being involved and my mom moving away to America, my dad passing, like just being back and forth, like nobody was there like, oh, I got your back. So for me, I had to have my own back and my vocal cords, <laughs> they evolved and I have to speak up for myself and when I need to be heard, I'm going to be heard. Then that's a whole different experience because of those life events. And on the other hand, the same thing for you. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. And that's the uniqueness that we bring to the conversation. The way you would approach an interaction is going to be maybe different than the way I will. But I respect the way that you would because there's times where, you know, maybe I should hold back here or maybe I should go forward. So you're always going to assess, like, did I handle that the right way? Yeah. And how could I have done better? Because we could always do better. But we utilize our life experiences and what we've learned in the past mm -hmm. and similar type of conversations to address those type of situations. And I love that about you because we've talked mm -hmm. about it before when we talked about Vibe Check. Like, hearing you be so fearless in sharing your point of view made me like, damn, Chanel, I should have said that. And but and not that like it's a comparison, but more so like I respect and I appreciate someone being so fearless that it doesn't matter what anybody took away from that. It was said and needed to be said. Mm -hmm. So for me, I learned from you in those in those moments too, where it's just like, hey, F, move move aside whatever everybody's feelings are like these are the, this is just the facts so let's just deal with the facts and this happened and this happened and this happened or you're this or whatever whatever those things are and i i've always been encouraged by women especially that have been able to do that and i learned from you even and i think that i've i've become even more courageous that like hey like this may come off a certain way you apologize for it later if, if somebody's rubbed the wrong way but it needs to be said I've always yeah. appreciated that about you. So I feel like I don't think that we all need to be the same, but I think that there's always something to learn. And that's why I think that's why I like our conversations, especially on the podcast, because we do have three very different life experiences and, and ways to go about things. But I, but none of none of it's like right or wrong. Yeah. It's just and we, we look are. at it in the same way, too. I appreciate that as well, because we have to have that fine balance and how we learn from each other. And I feel the same way with Chanel is. The way she approaches everything in such a chill tone and slowing things down and, and addressing those type of whatever scenario comes up, that's something I can definitely even add into mind. But speaking up and saying what is on your mind is important to me. And 
that's just like girl power in, in my head. Like when I see it, like I have to say it because I'm not gonna wait for nobody else to say it. Mm-hmm. And just empowering women to be able to be able to sh- speak their mind, especially in like work environments and when your field is surrounded by a bunch of men or whatever the the scenario might be, you gotta speak up. And that's one thing that I've learned. Like I've never had that and I'm gonna be that Mm. and strong women always empower me and that's what I want to be for others and anybody I interact with that's so powerful and like the strength like being a strong woman doesn't mean that you don't show emotion absolutely which which I think is it's really interesting and you know our place of, of work like we it's dominated by men and we love them but they have a different way of, of thinking about the world and thinking about people and how they express themselves. And, and I think women don't get enough or don't always feel like they have the space to be emo- quote unquote emotional. And like, it's healthy to be able it's to express It's also natural. Your, it is natural to be able to express your emotions. And so I think when you have that courageousness, when you have that fearlessness, you're going to express that regardless of how anybody is going to feel about it. And that's so powerful because there's been so many people that I've talked to that I've had to help through a moment of being very vulnerable and being very like, I'm sorry, I'm crying. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not sorry. This is how you feel right mm-hmm. now. You're showing me that like how you feel inside and outside is is aligning up, which means you're being true to yourself. So can we have you cry for four hours? Yeah. <laughs> right but what you're feeling isn't wrong right and i and i think that like that's how you help people feel like they belong that's how you help pe- people feel like they can be themselves is when they're when they're able to be emotional or express their how they feel but i feel like if and not to put you out <laughs> angela put me out. if put angela me out. expresses a certain thing and if either you or i chanel try to express in the same way, same tone, same manner as she would have, it would still be taken differently. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I would, but I think it's up to us to decide how much do we care about that. It's not so much of, of caring because in any workplace, how they see you is how they're going to say to the next person. Perception reality. Yeah. Yeah. So how I take it or how I see it is is one way but how the next person takes it and sees it yeah. is they're going to run with it. You control the narrative. And unfortunately, you can't control people's unconscious biases. Right. And yeah. that's ultimately what it is. And that goes from men to women in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. And then it takes another step from white women to black women. And that's there's no debate there. That's very accurate. Yeah. So I, I can see that. You're not putting me out. That's just facts. You know, I appreciate the facts. Which, since we're talking about this... I think that's why I've approached things the way that I have. First is I, I observe people and how they interact with my peers, other people that look like me. And I listen to the things that they complain about. I listen to the things that they notice. I listen to the things that, that they pick up on. And I'm like, huh, okay. So if that's how you see, that's how you interpreted this, this moment. How then, do you interpret me? Yeah. And so I don't think I blame anyone. I probably have some biases of my own that aren't fair. But they are what they are. So I don't feel like I have to try to need to like combat that. I just need to understand it and move accordingly. And as long as I can stay focused on whatever my goal is, you can think whatever you want. If you'll take the time to get to know me, though, then you'll realize that I am. I'm not this, that stereotype. Right. I'm not that thing that you maybe thought that I that I was or thought that I could be. I may really, really surprise you <laughs> when I let my hair down, right? But I love being able to prove people wrong so organically where they're like, man. 
I really thought you were a something, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I know you did. I know. That's our I favorite. Did. I know. And that to me is more gratifying than being like, listen, okay, mm-hmm. let me tell you something <laughs> about black women and what we're not. You know, like to me, like that just. I'd rather show you. I'd rather show you better than I can tell you. I'd rather show you. I'm in it for the long game. I play the long game. I'm also a Capricorn. That's what we do. No. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. I am surrounded (laughs) by fire right now. That's right. Are you an Aries? Yeah. (laughs) But you actually just led me to my pet peeve in a sense is when people's actions don't match their words. Mm. I just hate fake. And when people say something, it's like, oh, you know, I'm this and that, and I do this. I could have guessed that that was your pet. And and they're just not. <laughs> and the fakeness of it, because I value honesty. Like, I always speak my mind. Like, you know if how I feel, how I feel, right? And I try my best to have my actions match my words. And if I don't, call me out a killer, okay? <laughs> but when people don't, and it's it just irks me. You know, that fakeness, just when actions don't match your words. And that's, oof, blows my blood. <laughs> I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but I have a follow-up question yeah. for that. So why do you feel like that bothers you so much? Obviously, there's a reason that someone's doing that, whether it's self-preservation, whether they just, I don't know, are just a liar. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons. But like, if you had to like get down to like the root or the core of, of why that I just mean, disturbs you so that much. That could go therapeutic out here, but we're not gonna go there. But I think in general, like when I think about what I value, it's honesty. Mm. And honesty, trust, builds loyalty. I'm a very loyal person. Maybe that's part of me being a Leo, but I'm a very loyal person. But once once it's cut, it's cut. I can cut people off because of losing that, that honesty and trust in somebody. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's just the fact that like when you go through life and you thought somebody was one thing and they're not and then they're not there's only so many times that could happen mm-hmm. at the point where you're like you're sus you're done <laughs> you're done it's those yeah. red flags you know it's those red flags and that goes for like everybody you meet like people that you just in general meet and they say something but they don't act it at work friends like mm-hmm. you know acquaintances whoever whoever it is even like businesses like oh you're you're saying this but this is what you're putting out right mm-hmm. it goes for everything so i value like do as you say you do right mm-hmm. if you're gonna talk about it be about it let your actions match your words i think that's a really good segue into part two of the book it is yeah we ended off with some rockiness, if you guys remember Ryo, Lily, and Atlas, and how their right. story evolved. Spoiler um, alert! To say the least, we should definitely say that. You know, if, if you, you haven't if you read, the book, read the book, pause, come back. We may, we may spoil it for you. If they listen to the second episode, we've spoiled half the book, so we might no, as well finish but, spoiling. But here's the thing, though: <laughs> I feel like we talked about major events. I feel like we talked about major events, but I do feel like. If I was listening to episode two for the first time, I still don't know that I would know what happened in the book. There's okay. like there's a lot of like there's a lot scenarios of and like backstory behind some of those things that we talked about like major events and turning points. But I still don't feel like you really know the book yeah. because you've listened to the podcast. If you so. haven't read the book, you're you're like what Ellen who yeah why right 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 like you so know what I mean like read the book contextually I don't it's know a good that. book 
Oh, it was a good book. I think I'm going to start writing to Ellen, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, I think we should also mention the trigger warnings, Chanel. This is another trigger warning, yet again. We're going to go there. So sorry. But uh, we got to do it. Read the yeah. book's trigger warnings before further listening to what we're Just about saying. to dive into. <laughs> yes, there are plenty of reviews on online and everywhere that tells you what happens in the book. So if you have any prior history with domestic violence, you can end the episode now before we continue. But as we dive into the second part of the book where Ryle is off to England on the job and, and Lily is starting a different phase in her life. She just found out that she is having child. She's with child with the infamous Ryle. So he has seen her come back from Atlas's house, right? And now she's back at the apartment that they shared together that he almost raped her, right? No, she uh, doesn't go back to his apartment, though. Yeah, but how does he see her before he goes to England? He goes to the shop. He goes to he the goes store. To the shop he and tells her stalks her. her as he would because he, he is the type of person to do that okay do we know his zodiac sign we don't know his zodiac. no he's probably like a scorpio or something <laughs> <laughs> that was never discussed in the book so that's something that we need to ask colleen who that we'll let andrew do that okay are we yeah. gonna like tweet her so in the second book like so many things has transpired she found out that she was pregnant she was able to take that aspect out of her life who was ryle and try to maneuver us to what her next steps are and then closer towards the end of the book before the epilogue you must read the epilogue as miss angela said that mm. is a turning point for miss angela her favorite part of the whole entire story it just puts a bow on it that's what makes me it brings it to life yeah and that's what i was like wow that's that's a hard thing to write about if especially if it's personal mm. so kudos to colleen hoover to even taking this book on and writing about something that her family went through, her mother went through. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I could possibly yeah. do something like that. So kudos to her. That's why I was like, wow. Okay. I was crying at the epilogue. <laughs> Which is nice. So Lily ended like the story. And if you guys wanted to chime in on anything else before we wrap up this episode. So she ended the story as far as saying that she didn't want to discuss the relationship that she had with Ryle before she had the baby. And then when she did finally have the baby at the birth of the child she's like here's your baby i want a divorce mm. i punched it's <laughs> <laughs> like so at this amazing pivot moment in my life you are blessing me with a child but you are breaking my entire life by telling me that you want a divorce. But Again, respectfully, like, Ryle, mean, you have no room to talk. None. And honestly, I feel like if I had the wherewithal to do something like that, it would be because I would be afraid of his reaction. He could have punched her in the stomach. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so to me, I, I guess I interpreted that as her protecting the baby, even though in, I'm sure in all fiber of her being, she wanted to like rip him a new one mm -hmm. and like really just tell him what it was. But I, I think her sense of responsibility in that moment was like, that's what I want to do. But right now, like I have another human being, you know? <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. So she decides to divorce him, break the pattern of domestic violence. And then 11 months later on the streets, miraculously, Not she the runs. Streets. It, <laughs> yeah, but it was on the 
street. She ran it was indeed on, on the, the sidewalk. Oh, okay, but you're saying like streets, like, <laughs> like you know, she, like she was in the red light district or something. Like, <laughs> no, okay. she was not. She was, she was in the streets. In the streets. In the, in the streets. She, was, she was out here in these streets. <laughs> she ran into Atlas, and Atlas indicates she that ran she after is, Atlas, bro. Yes, and then she told him that she was ready for a relationship with him. Thus, but in so many words, yes, and then we go to the second book, which we will definitely discuss. But we wanted to wrap things up in a cute little bow on the first book before we transitioned into talking about everything else. Was there anything else that you ladies would have to add to this current episode on It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover? Colleen Hoover. Why do we repeat it every time? I don't know. It's so <laughs> fun to name. do. It's so fun to do. You know, I think like what I'll say about this book, one, I did enjoy reading it. But as you both know, I listened to it. I listened to the audiobook. And I know I said this originally when we recorded episode two, but it really added another dynamic to reading. I read a certain way. I think we all read a certain way. There's as you're reading a paragraph, you may even skip a couple words, right? And then like what the author intended maybe not even resonate with you the way that the author intended it. But listening to it as an audiobook, I felt like I was immersed in the scene. So I really enjoyed, I really appreciated how real and raw some of the conversations were like even just like the witty banter back and forth and i think she did a lot of this in the second book and we'll talk about it in another episode i think that we initially rated it and i would like to amend my rating i would give it a four i think i gave it a 3.75 last time no i'm leaving mine at 3.5 it's i'll settle at four colleen hoover yeah i'll, I'll give it a four colleen hoover. i don't have much else to say about it i think if we dive so we wrapped up it ends with us mm -hmm. i will definitely i love that book it's one of my favorite books i've read this year so far and going into it starts with us i was going into that book with a lot of hope of similar like just drama and action of like just the turmoil that it ends with us uh brought and it was more of like a feel good in a sense so i feel like colleen hoover was just giving a little gift to her to fans. fans. She's like, you know what? Y'all love this so much. Let me just finish up this relationship for you. And I appreciate that. It didn't necessarily like rate high. Yeah, I, I wanted a little bit more drama from Milo. I wanted him to. Yeah. I wanted him to get riled up. You know what I mean? I feel like who riled? Yeah, because there's nothing much like there's not. But he did get riled. Yeah, he punched. Atlas, like that's okay. You don't remember? Like we're not gonna go into the second okay, book. Okay, I'm about to say because mm, he did more than that. He <laughs> had a couple of times. I was like, he, he about to do it again, but he didn't. But he didn't. But here's the thing. I needed some drama. I feel like the second book. I feel like it just was a continuation, and she just decided to cut it there, where she, you know, ended. It ends with us. But I thought she was taking us somewhere, and then I was like, oh, that's it. It was just wrapping a yeah, bow on she, Atlas. Yeah, she's closing the loop. Which, yeah, and Lily. Sure. I did feel like we were going to get more. I thought we were going to go deeper. I thought there was a chance that Lily would, like, take Ryle back for a period of time and we'd be going back and forth. Whatever. The yeah, drama. that would have been wild. Like, the them living together because of this child, you know? Well, I thought your boy was put a hurting on Atlas. I was like, when he find out, y'all talking. Yeah. I thought at least get, like, Alice get... Ends up in the hospital again, again. because of Lily. Again. You know what I mean? Not again. No. 
Like, so, give me some juice. Okay, well, maybe this will reach Colleen Hoover. We were here for spice. the drama. We were here for the drama, well, I was Colleen. here for the drama. You didn't give us the drama. It's okay. We still like the first one. The second one was eh. But we'll go over so, that, which yeah, is no problem. Right. And we will possibly influence her to make a third one. Yes. Sure. What? <laughs> I, I Wait, think, time out. Okay, so I don't know how this happened to me, but I went down this like rabbit hole and there's people, there's a fans that have made full on trailers yeah. of the book. Yeah. Movies? Yeah. Well, there's with, like scenes from like other movies with other characters. I yeah. think it ends with us is going to be a movie. Oh, she, she mentioned it. Oh I my think, God. On social. So the next time we talk about this book, can we give an update on like, is it filming? When's it coming out? Because yeah. I saw these and I was like, oh, this would be such a good movie. And it really would. I do really think it would. I think she even does like playlists per like books. Oh, wow. Yeah, like one of her books. That would mess me up a little bit, though. Mm, I have, like, a, I have like, a, my own little vibe in my head. Yeah, that trips me up, too, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would mess me up. Okay. Well, we have come to a yet another ending another of one. the Lit Song Podcast. Another one. Another No. Don't do it. No. Miami. Miami. Yeah. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. <laughs> oh. Wrong <time. laughs> I think that's a wrap. <laughs> well, I just would like to thank everyone for listening to yet another episode. We want to thank you from the bottom of our very hearts for supporting and listening in. Next episode, we will be getting lit. <laughs> As we always okay, do. Okay, because I was going to say. Doing vibe I'm... checks. Okay. Always. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Stay tuned. Appreciate it. For the saga as it continues. Indeed. Thank you, ladies. Can we close out on a glass clink? Clink, clink. One, two, three. Clink, clink. Not y'all. Not y'all audio boomeranging, you millennials. (laughs) We will have another episode on elder millennial, but you know what I mean? We out. (laughs) See you, (laughs) Go. Bye, y'all. Bye.